Welcome to another episode of the Mom Chronicles podcast. Today we have an extraordinary guest with us, Miss Iris, the owner of Bellissimo Spa here in what is this, Friendswood? We are in Friendswood. And so we're going to talk to her about motherhood today. Um, we also are going to hear about her business and we're just going to have a good time and a great conversation. So stay tuned. Um, and I can't wait to hear, uh, wait for you to hear everything she has to talk about. So we get it right. As creatives, we oftentimes have to do everything ourselves, especially when we're first starting out. Um, we end up being the videographer, the photographer, the content creator, admin, etc. But with Be Influence Media, we no longer have to worry about handling our content creation, right? So Be Influence Media helps with our video content creation and photography, and they offer other services as well. In fact, if you've seen our Instagram and seen some of the pictures that we have on there or the videos that we have, that's all from Be Influence Media and you know it's top notch, right? So for your video, photography, and content creation needs, visit b.influencemedia on Instagram to see their work, because that's important. And from there, you can inquire about their services. Guys, we're super excited to be here. We have a special, phenomenal guest. Um, we have Miss Iris with Bellissimo Spa here in Friendswood. And usually, um, you guys are used to just me and my sister talking. So we're super excited to have like some fresh conversation with this fresh perspective about motherhood and the journey of motherhood and being a business owner. And so, honestly, I'm just gonna kick it over um, because today is all about Iris. And we'll we'll start with just you introducing yourself. Yep, so um, my name is Iris Wilt. Um, I've been here in Texas now for about 26 years. Mm -hmm. um, I've been with my husband for um, 20 years in January. Oh, wow. We've got uh, three boys, uh, 14, 7, and 8, well, almost 8 and 9 here soon. And um, we have two adopted sons that are 21 and 27, and a stepdaughter who's 20, will be 21 here soon. Okay. Um, my immediate family lives here in Texas, so my mom and dad's very much here and alive and very, very active. Yes. Um, my, uh, my mom is 100% Puerto Rican from Brooklyn, New York, and mm. my dad is Colombian, and he grew up in Queens, New York, and that's yes. where I came out. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So what was it like, um, like what was your childhood like, right? Um, it, it was very different, I think, because coming from the Northeast, I know, and especially here, everybody talks about the Yankees up north. Mm -hmm. it, it is very different. You grow up um, with a different perspective. You don't communicate with people much in the street. You don't mm -hmm. ask them how they're doing. You know, this, this Southern Belle living here is, is true, and it's very, very different. So coming here to Texas was a bit of a culture shock. Um, having people reach out and go, hey, how are you? You know, at first mm -hmm. it was... <laughs> um, but but um, I, I love it here. I went to high school here and um, went to college. And when I graduated, I actually got a job offer back in Philly. Um, I was born in New York, grew up in Philly, so it was right back where I grew up. Okay. And my um, husband or boyfriend at the time, we, we moved up there for about a year, took that job, and, and less than a year, actually, we decided to come back. Mm. He's from here, and I was, you know, this became my new home. I was very acclimated. Yes, there's nothing like the South, like you just said, that Southern has hospitality, and I've heard that um, yeah. in New York, it's just kind of, you are in your own world, so. And yeah. people in New York, I've never been there, but I hear they're completely different. They are, and you know, up there, and, and maybe the time of day 
I guess years that I grew up there, um, my parents always taught you to, you know, look straight, don't interact with people, you don't know who's crazy, yeah, so you know. Hear, you hear the stories like they don't speak, no yeah. one says Yeah, everybody thinks you're rude, and really it was just a form of protection, I guess, mm. really growing up, and right. with that, I think my dad has me a little bit nutty. Anytime I go out, he's got me checking under my car, in the back seat, <laughs> oh make sure there's no one there. That's you smart, know. though. You, you yes. hear those. Stay on, be alert. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny because I wear this New York hat all the time. It's my favorite hat. It's like a little dance hat. Yeah. And I always get people, are you a New Yorker? Are you a New Yorker? Uh, well, the Yankees fan. Like, right. It's just for fashion. <laughs> and literally get upset, like, I guess because of the, the Astros played the, Maybe it's in the World Series. Astros and fans are hardcore. So I get a lot of Astros fans asking me about the Yankees. I'm like, wait, hold on. I'm not the Astros. I'm not the Yankees. It's just for fashion. Like, right. It fashion. matches my ensemble. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's very, very different up there. You know, my father, he um, owned and ran a shoe repair store in Manhattan. Mm. And so us at the time living in Queen, I'm sorry, we were living in Philadelphia. He would have to get up before the sunrise, take a two-hour train trip, mm. trip over to New York. He'd work a 12-hour shift, take a two-hour trip home. I remember having to go with my mom late at night to pick him up from the train station. Um, my mom, she worked two and three jobs sometimes. So my parents were always, always working. But, you know, with that, they always were able to provide uh, a very clean beautiful space for us to live in we always had clothes we always had food you know we never went without but they really had to work hard and struggle to be able to provide the necessities mm -hmm. for us and I think a lot of that growing up with that type of upbringing it, it made me very humble and very appreciative of the things that I do have yeah wow okay um so you talked about the transition from kind of the north to the south, um, and then we talked a little bit about your childhood. Did you have like a dream job or a dream career as a child, right? I think most little girls want to be a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> I remember swimming as far out as I could go, just hoping a fin would throw. Um, no, but the next closest thing was to be a marine biologist, honestly. Okay. Um, and uh, I thought, you know, that'd be realistic, uh, being in the ocean. Until my grandmother told me one day, they don't make a lot of money. <laughs> so <laughs> that idea yes. changed. And yeah. um, it wasn't until actually uh, I was in high school and I had a friend of mine's mother who was a nurse who um, just one day in talking just mentioned uh, the OR. Mm. And she was a, she didn't work in the OR, but she talked about it in doing, becoming a surgical technologist. And I, and I loved it that and mm -hmm. I did end up going to school for that and that's what I ended up working in mm -hmm. and I don't know I've always been fascinated by the human anatomy so that's the direction I initially took mm -hmm. um, when I got pregnant with my first son at the time there was a lot of um, scary stories going around about um, nurses being pricked by needles mm. um, from clients that are from um, patients that had like hep B and different kinds of things and so I got super nervous and so we ended up um, I stepped out of the medical field for a little bit and I ended up going into uh, a small office job working for an insurance company just while I was going through my pregnancy yeah and that insurance job led to me working for a bigger insurance firm and getting licensed and that led into me going into the financial world and I worked as a financial advisor with JP Morgan for 10 years. Oh wow. So I kind of swung, yes. swung in a different 
completely different direction, but um, I don't know. I just, I've always kind of just went with the flow. You right. know, things happen and I always feel for a reason and I've just followed that. And yeah. So far it served me well. Right. But I would say even though the industries were different, so you went between um, like a nurse to, um, you said insurance, insurance and then a financial advisor, I think the the common denominator was still helping people. Sure. Like the core of it was helping people, whether that was um, as a nurse, whether it was in insurance, like generally like looking out for people's well-being. And so um, that's, you know, that was the common denominator. That's like the heart of a mom, honestly, before you're even, before you even become a mom. And so that's just neat to see because you sometimes when you're like, oh, this is so different than what I was doing before. But then when you look at the grand like scope of things you're like wait this like actually did align because I was walking in my purpose in each job right well Um, I had two brothers and and with my parents working as much as they did we had to kind of take care of each other so you know my older brother took care of me I took care of my younger brother and and I think a lot of people that know us will say that my younger brother was kind of like my first baby mm. um, you know even in high school the teachers would reach out to me and, and call me if there was any issues with anything of course I went to that high school and they knew me but they knew the situation they knew the circumstance and so it worked and yeah. I guess I you're right through yeah. that you know it was always <laughs> nurturing mm-hmm. someone else yeah mm-hmm. it is You're still nurturing yeah. yes it's <laughs> more nurturing oh we love it here yeah and let me just say when you first walk into the spa, it's so welcome. It's like you're at home, right? And this is my first time here, um, and I can't wait to experience it as a customer. So um, just saying, little shameless plug, but if you're in Friendswood, come visit. Um, we will put like the address and all of that in the show notes. So, yeah. sidebar. Um, okay. Um, well, as you, you now have transitioned into a business owner, and so... Um, I know for us, one of our most important things um, is having like a routine, like a constant routine. It may not be the same things every every single day, but for the majority of the day um, or, or the majority of the week, there has to be something that's constant. Do you have a like morning routine? Um, I think a lot of people that uh, are close to me will tell you that if it's not on my calendar, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm very... Structure. I have to. I have yeah. three boys. They're in five different extracurriculars. My husband's an operator at a chemical plant, so he unfortunately is not around as much as he would like to be. Yeah. Um, but he, if there's a if there's a way for him to you know leave early or, or get out late or whatever you know his working days or nights to be there for the kids, he certainly is. He's very good at helping anytime that he possibly can. Mm-hmm. But no, I definitely have um, structure, and I can't function without it at this point. So, yes. um, and I think. It's not that it's the same day to day. It's more that it's the same week to week. Because, you know, every Tuesdays and Thursdays we have tennis. And Mondays and Wednesdays we have golf. Mm-hmm. And then we have right. basketball Jeez. on Thursdays and Saturdays, yeah. you know. So it's kind of right. repetitive weekly. But my uh, my routine just consists of getting up early before the kids so I can have my few minutes of sanity mm. before the madness starts. Yes. And, uh, you know, the normal mom getting them up, getting them mm-hmm. dressed and fed and out the door to school and getting myself ready. Um, I do attend the... Um, friends with Pilates here uh, super close here to the spa so I stay within my little three mile mm-hmm. radius and uh, and then by the time we get over here and open up at 10 the timing's perfect to get done what I need here just to go home pick up the kids and do all of our afternoon extracurriculars yeah. and then do it again tomorrow <laughs> that's right exactly. next. on to the next yes yeah. exactly so I'll, I'll ask what inspires you or 
or what, what makes you feel like your best self? What makes me feel like my best self? Hmm. You know, I think that, I think that having the ability to be in a position where I can help other women. I've watched my mother struggle. I've watched friends of mine, you know, and I have friends of, of all different levels. Some are, went on to be actresses, um, doctors, and some that are, you know, just getting out of a divorce and trying to start all over. But I feel like for some reason I always gravitate to, to those women because I, I always felt like if there's a way that I can help them, mm. if, there's, if there's a resource that I have that they can utilize, then I'm more than willing to do that. Um, it's just always been something, I, I, and I don't, maybe it is. Yeah. 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 Um, I've noticed that here lately. It seems that that's kind of what I keep getting pulled towards. And, and honestly, I love it. I love, um, I'm a huge supporter of, of women rising against adversity and, and becoming their best version of themselves and being better for their children. But if there's a way that I can help them get there, it's even more rewarding. And, and here recently, I had a situation like that occur, and, and um, you know, she was in a real ugly situation. I literally opened up my front door to her. Her and her three children stayed with us for a few months, and she's now got her own job and got wow. her own place, and you know, got food on the table, and yeah. kids are happy and not, you know, they were getting in a little bit of trouble there. Mm -hmm. But to see where they were and where they are now, um, it was great to. To really to be a part of that. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that yeah, that takes a lot of heart to open, literally open up the door of your home, like your sanctuary. Well, you know, we didn't have a lot growing up, like I said, and it was one thing that I learned from my mother. It was no one's gonna sleep on the street. Mm -hmm. You know, she didn't have a lot to, to, she couldn't give them money, but you always had a warm meal and somewhere to lay your head down. Mm -hmm. You know, and unfortunately, that came from things that she went through when mm -hmm. she was younger but uh, and I guess just seeing that example I followed suit yeah wow okay <sighs> about to so, bring out the tears go ahead <laughs> <laughs> did you have an idea of like what kind of mom you wanted to be like before you came along um I can't say that I had a an idea that I could put into words. I think it was more just watching the actions of my mother. Um, and don't get me wrong, she she was she was great at helping other people. But let's not forget, she's 100% Puerto Rican from <laughs> Brooklyn, New York, right? She's got this whole whole other side to her. So right. she could be very opinionated, very aggressive at times. Yes. But um, I know for sure I was able to take all the good pieces and learn from all the bad pieces and create this version of what I assume motherhood should look like mm -hmm. and I make sure and try and reflect that with my children and how I am with them and how they see me as well. I'm also, I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at stepping out of my own shoes and looking at any situation from a third party perspective to take into consideration, you know, how does it look from, from their angle? Mm -hmm. And granted, you know, there's been times where, and I think, you know, a lot of moms can say that because we're not perfect, but there's been times where I've had to go back and, and apologize and explain to them why the way I handled it wasn't right. You know, mm -hmm. this is how you can do it better. Yeah. That's good. Wow. So that you're aware, like, okay, I, maybe that wasn't the right thing to say or do. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Right. And every now and then that that little Puerto Rican (laughs) shows. And even as adults, we do that. Yeah. And I want them to know it's okay if they mess up too. You yeah. know, we're, we're, because that's what life's about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Um, what does being a mom mean to you? Um. Did Did you say that question? Mm-hmm. You did. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. We'll edit so that out. So maybe maybe I should ask what piece of advice would you give to a mom? There we go. Um, I think the one piece of advice I would give to any mother is to two things. One, to allow yourself to make mistakes, but recognize them and correct it. Kind of like what we just talked about. And two, find time for yourself. You have to. And that's, this is a new thing for myself even. Um, and I know we talked about this prior, um, but you know, there for a long time as a mother, my children and my husband came way before me. My job came way before me. Right. Um, always trying to please everyone and make sure everyone's happy around you. But I feel that now I have um, a better balance of things and and as long as you can, whether it's an hour a day or two hours a week, Mm -hmm. take a little time to do whatever, if it's just sitting in your room and your own peace and quiet, whatever that takes to just regroup and recenter. Because we deal with so much, not only, you know, with the responsibility that we have as a mother and the tasks that we deal with day to day, but we emotionally take on so much you know Mm -hmm. it might seem like we're just cooking and cleaning but in the middle of all this we're thinking about did I handle this right do I need to do this how does this one feel about that situation you know there's a lot of mental stress and you know it it, it becomes we're only good to we're good to ourselves right so I want to sit right there for a second right Mm -hmm. because um you said something that was good it's like even if it's an hour even if it's 30 minutes so for a mom that this is a new concept how do you quiet your mind to even sit like it, you mentioned we have all these things mm-hmm. going on right so for every person it's going to be different some people sit in the closet in silence yeah. some people sit in their car before they go in and talk to their kid yeah. uh, or their children um how do you like when you are in we're going a little bit deep when yeah. you're in that time by yourself and you have all these thoughts. I got to get my kid here. I didn't do this right. I got to get dinner. And my husband's doing. How do you quiet those thoughts to, to, to really help you in that like self care mode? How do you take care of yourself in that time when you have all these things? Me and Canon have thick and curly hair, so finding the right hair product has always been a struggle. That was until we started using CYK Essentials hair oil. Before using CYK Essentials, I would spend a lot of time and money on products that worked for like a short amount of time, and then they just simply weren't effective anymore. So with CYK Essentials hair oil, I don't have to worry about us having itchy scalps, uh, dry hair, or leaving a greasy residue on our pillows. So for more information or to purchase, be sure to visit CYKEssentials.com. 
There's two moments that come to mind when you say that. One is right after I drop off the kids mm -hmm. and get home, because we live a mile from the school. Mm -hmm. um, and then also right before I you know, get in the shower and get started about my day, I have a little 15, 20 minute gap right there. Mm -hmm. That's when I make my coffee and that first sip, first of all, just touches my soul. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yes. First of all, and, and at that point I'm just kind of, uh, I'm not completely draining everything out at that moment. I'm really just kind of looking over what my day is going to look like, creating a plan, mm -hmm. kind of piecing it together and seeing what it's going to look like. But the other part, and, and more so the, to answer your question directly, um, and it's funny that this happens because it's something my grandmother used to do and I used to see her do it. Maybe it's from that. I don't know. But um, I love to take my coffee and go sit in the back and just let the sun hit my face. Mm, yeah. Now we're in Texas, right? So we can't do that for a long time because we'll just melt. But about 15 to 30 minutes, mm -hmm. uh, I love sitting out there and just letting the sun hit me and just it, the warmth. I'm always cold, so the warmth feels great to me. Yeah. But so that relaxing. to me is just what completely lets me zone out and relax mm. and just take a deep breath and mm -hmm. before we get started with whatever comes our way that yeah. day. Right. I've wow. always had this thing with Brooke when she was younger. The closet was my favorite yeah. place to go and just have that 15 minutes, 20 minutes to myself. Yeah. It's changed since then, but like... I would tell her, or maybe even a bath. It was a, the closet or the bath. I'm like, when it's quiet time, she knows not to enter the room. Mm. She knows now. Or <laughs> she she knows now, like, don't just don't enter. That's the time you're just. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear anything. I don't mm -hmm. want to talk about anything. Right. You need that time. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 For sure. I think for me is sitting in the car. Um, like you said, yeah. we live uh, like m maybe five minutes from Cannon School, but it's dropping him off. And then me and my husband both work remote, so <laughs> she does imagine that. But I'll after I drop him off before I go in the house, I'm like, okay, just let me have like ten minutes, just to regroup, <laughs> just to regroup whatever that looks like, whether that's like mindlessly scrolling or just sitting whatever. in like yeah. silence. Um, I do that um, in the morning, and then when I pick Cannon up from school. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, bud, go in the house, go get a snack. Mommy's going to sit in the car for a second. And for me, um, I have to do that because if he's had a rough day at school, it's so easy to jump into, like, discipline mode. So I'm like, let me think about um, what I'm going to say to him because, yes, it's okay. Like, if you say something you don't mean to, you can apologize. But with him being six, I feel like he's at such an age where his mind is like a sponge. And so... Yeah, you know, and so it's like if I say so, I don't, I don't want that to like damage him. So for me, it's like so it okay. sounds like he's very aware. He is. Of, so I have a son. It's very much like that. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. I was telling um, someone the other day about this. He, it's my middle son. He watches me every little thing that I do. Mm -hmm. And I remember one day. I had some. I can't remember what it was. I had something going on, and I was sitting at the table, and all I did is I went. And he, he, looked, that side. He, knew something. he looked at me, he goes, are you okay, mommy? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm always yeah. fine mm -hmm. to the kids. I would never. He goes, no, you're not. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. He goes, he goes, no, you breathed. I can yeah. hear the way you breathe. Like, something going on, And just yeah. the fact that he called me out on that <laughs> and, and recognized it yeah. really made me be very aware yeah. of 
how mm-hmm. I'm coming across to mm-hmm. him because he definitely pays can... attention to everything. Brooke's very in tune with my emotions as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if she can notice, like, mom, you know you did deep breaths like three times. Like, <laughs> like I didn't even realize I was doing that. Yeah. So maybe I'm just like in thought or like in stress and didn't even know it, but right. she got to my attention. Mm-hmm. Like. Hmm. Right. Maybe I do need that 15 minutes, 20 minutes now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where you realize it's so important to show them a good example and show them how to react in situations exactly. rather than tell them, right? Yeah. Right. You know, we grew up with do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's very much the other way around. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave it over to you. I feel like I've been talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see here. Maybe we should move on to, like, maybe, um, what's a resource um, that you found most helpful in your, like, throughout the, your motherhood journey? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't say I have like, one tool or resource, but I can say I always feel like I've been a bit of an old soul. Mm-hmm. Um I think I've done well to learn by others' mistakes Mm -hmm. and not necessarily have to go touch the hot stove myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's helped me with, with, you know, like I said, example with watching my mother, you know, make mistakes. Um, And and I know, you know, she she did the best she could with the resources that she had and the examples that she had, and I don't hold anything against her by any means. Um, But I did learn from her mistakes, Mm -hmm. and and I feel like Without that, it wouldn't have made me the mom that I am and the woman right. that I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very um, compassionate to others mm-hmm. and willing to open the door to anyone, but also can stand firm in my heels and, you know, when, when to draw a line, really. Yeah, that's right. true. Right. I learned a lot from my mom. Sometimes, as far as, I would, like, um, the parenting method, mm-hmm. the discipline method, like, the way I was disciplined as a kid would be completely different. Mm-hmm. Growing up. So some of those things I did take along from my mom, but I, yeah, some things I did. Yeah. yeah, I think one of the biggest things for me is making sure my children feel heard. Mm-hmm. You know, in growing up, if you literally breathed the wrong way, that was it. That's yeah. what my mom like. We couldn't express ourselves. That's no. talking back, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and I, I don't yeah. want my kids to feel like that. And and and, and there's there's a balance there also. You mm-hmm. know. Um, sometimes I try to <laughs> take advantage of that little voice of theirs, but um, I want them to feel like it's okay to be upset or be angry or be sad, and, yeah. but just know how to channel those emotions and how to talk about it in a healthy manner because exactly. you don't want it to build up and it right. come out a different way. Mm-hmm. And it's tough. It, it is. is tough, especially because, like you said, they're watching you, so... Yeah. It, it is good that they're seeing you seeing how you handle your different because you can Just, be mad yeah. like as a grown up you're going to be mad you're going to be sad um, mm-hmm. and the same thing as a child and so that's what I'm going through yeah. with Canon like <laughs> hey bud it's okay that you're upset like right but like how do we like let's focus on our breathing let's you know right. different healthy ways so it's it's tough for sure yeah, they're watching every little thing even though they I was are. 21 now that my little niece is here she's three and a lot of stuff that She's doing the same thing with Korean while she's watching. I'm like, yeah, I remember you telling me that when I was younger. So they remember. They oh, yeah. Remember. So 
They do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's funny because I, I witnessed, you know, I, my husband was 22 when we first got together and he's mm-hmm. 42 now. So yeah, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he realizes it yet, but I've witnessed him tell our children, you know, not to do something or not to say something that I've very much watched and heard him say and do. So I haven't called him out on it yet. But it, and but it's good to see that yeah. the maturity that's occurred as well, exactly. you know, through the right. years. So they've been paying attention. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That is so funny. Yes. So what is the biggest challenge um, that you've had, like as a mom? Like how did you handle it? Um, the biggest challenge. You know, I, I I don't know that I've faced my biggest challenge yet, and I know that because my son's now 14, and we're just now starting to get into real life challenges, okay. um, and we're we're trying. You know, my my biggest thing or goal as a parent, as a mother, is the future for my children. Those are the things that keep me up. Those are the things that I worry about. What kind of person is my son going to turn out to be Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. making sure that they know how to handle situations making sure that they don't ever feel like a failure making sure they know that they have options so the future is of what I always worry about for them and so making sure that we're creating an environment for them where they can grow or go a different direction and feel like they have a support system you know one of the things that um, is key to me in my household with my family is consistency that is a huge huge deal in my home because that's something I did not have growing up I went to 13 different schools so having relationships um, having a foundation it really wasn't there my mom's very very flighty we moved around a lot um, and I, st- I always had the security of my family, but as far as relationships outside of that and, and grades were affected mm-hmm. and things like that, that was difficult. Yeah. So so making sure my children um, have that stability and knowing that they have that foundation um, in their home and a place they can always come and regroup is very important to me. But, you know, I want to make sure that their future is, is going to be the best version of themselves, whether it's, you know, academically or, you know, my, my one son is really into football and basketball and sports, you know, whatever it is that, that their dream is or whatever they desire, I just want to make sure that, that they always know that they have this foundation and support mm-hmm. system behind them. Because everyone's going to fall. Right. That's right. For sure. So you get back up and keep, you know, try again. Yeah. Yes. That was one of my biggest things, like, with Oregon, like, we, you said how many times, 13? 13 schools. I, I can't even remember how many times, so that, that's just having the consistency there, yeah. and being stable, and not having to move, like, like you said, like, moving different schools, moving to different, getting new friends, um, different neighborhoods, it, it was hard. Yeah. So that was one of the things, is like, growing, well, we're growing up, I was like, making sure that that doesn't happen with her. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah, that's one of the things my, my, my younger brother, thankfully, you know, my mother finally planted her feet down and, and stayed here in Texas. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, he's 30 years old now, my little brother, but he was able to go to elementary school and junior high and high school and yeah. college with the kids that he's grown up with. Yeah. And I love that for him, and, and I wish I knew what that felt like growing yeah, exactly. up. Because That's what I was thinking. I, I wow. struggled so much with mm-hmm. grades, honestly. It was grades very hard. Things, grades, yeah. you're, you're trying to learn yourself in the meantime. Yeah. So looking back, it's, it, that was like for someone that, not even in high school, middle school, like you're learning yourself and the peers around you, it's, it's, it was a struggle. Yeah. It was absolutely. very challenging. So that's why I made sure I'm like, She's only going to one middle school. She's only going to one high school. She's not moving around. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like, I didn't want that for her. Yeah. But yeah. And I think it's so important to have that, you know, that that sense of um, security. Security. Like, yeah. yeah. And and just knowing your place um, and having and, and it creates that environment that you can call home, whether that's a city or a school or a group right. of friends, you know. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Perfect. Oh man. <laughs> I am so relaxed with just listening to y'all talk, right? Um, It's just, I don't know, insight from all different backgrounds, right? But even seeing how, um, though, like, you're from New York, she's from Texas, right? Two totally different places, but even your background, like, moving around a lot. Whereas with me, I didn't have that experience. I, I, I grew up in Texas, and then we moved to Georgia when I was in ninth grade, right? So... You know, my best friend now is has been my best friend since ninth grade. So just hearing that, I'm like, man, I couldn't imagine like not, you know, not knowing. I don't know some of the people from elementary, but like even high school or so. It's just all about the experiences, and then even seeing how that, like how you grew up, going all the different schools, how that, yeah, how that, how that. I don't know, just like influences the way that you parent like yeah. hey it's I grew so up going to all these different schools um I don't want that for my child mm-hmm. right um you know I want them to have like the consistency of the same school and maybe the same friends and so it's just so interesting to see like how you grew up really influences how you are as a parent because either mm-hmm. you can replicate it right or it can be like opposite you know isn't that interesting i always have when i have these conversations with people it's interesting to me how some people can replicate Mm -hmm. and and recreate the same generational curse is what we call it right Mm -hmm. redo the same thing again yeah or learn from it yeah make it better right right that's yeah so you in a sense broke a generational curse right like your mom grew up the way in which you were raised and so you decided hey I love my mom but I don't want my children to grow up like that so you were the link that broke Mm -hmm. right and so now well I'll take half credit I'll give my husband yes yeah of course he he honestly grew up in a a really um a really bad environment Mm -hmm. a really bad upbringing unfortunately um you know he made bad choices when he was younger but he and I both and I think it really did have a lot to do with the reason why I married him because I Mm. I knew you're gonna make me cry um it made me feel good knowing that he was going into a marriage with the same um wants and desires Mm -hmm. and foundation for our family Mm -hmm. you know I knew he would never give up 
and that despite how hard it got, mm -hmm. it did multiple times. Everyone mm -hmm. does. Um, we still push through. Mm -hmm. And today he's he's an amazing man. Yeah, he he does anything for us, and I couldn't ask for anything better. But um, it. it Really, it's both of us, it took both of us to make this happen. He went through the same, if not worse, curses, mm -hmm. generational curses that, that we yeah. went through. Yes. Well, shout out to your, what's your husband's name? Matt. Matt, shout out to Matt. <laughs> I talked to cool. Matt for like 10 minutes at the camp, and the entire 10 minutes he was just bragging on you Aww. and how proud of you he was. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so shout out to Matt. He paid you to say that. No, I promise <laughs> He did not, so <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, so that kind of like wraps up everything, right? Um, we've talked about your background. We've talked about um, kind of some things you're going through in the journey of motherhood. Um, and so we're just going to close really quick with, um, first of all, where can people find you online? And then two, just give us like a little glimpse of what you, your business offers. So what does Bellissimo offer? Who, who, who did you build this spa for? Yeah. So, um, I think like most people over 30, I can be found on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I know the younger generation's doing Instagram, TikTok and Snapchat, yes. but, uh, <laughs> Facebook's kind of my go-to uh, media. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty open on there. I have almost everything public. I don't hide anything. Okay. Um, and, um, uh, I do. I'm very proud of my spa and where we started and where yeah. we're at now and where we're going. Yes. Um, we opened up right before uh, the pandemic hit. Mm. Of course, we had no idea that was going to happen. Right. We signed at least eight months prior, mm. um, and so we literally opened up two weeks before the pandemic hit, and um, we we made it through though. And um, we're currently uh, in the middle of an expansion. We're on top of our massages and facials, and um, we have a sensory deprivation float therapy tank here. Um, we also offer Botox and fillers, mm -hmm. um, permanent makeup, we lashes, wax, and we do all kinds of great aesthetic yeah. stuff here and, and wellness stuff here now, but we're also going to be adding on um, hair and nails and mm -hmm. pedicures and spray tanning. So full cool service. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Place. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what we're trying to awesome. create. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, that's where we're going, um, and I thankfully I've been able to put together a group of ladies that are amazing. You know, that's, that's really good. Working yes. working in for a Fortune 500 company, being put in a building with people who you know don't necessarily blend well mm -hmm. all the time. Um, and you kind of have to mm -hmm. deal with them, and then yeah. you got to go home and be in a bad mood. You got to deal with <laughs> people. That, you know. <laughs> it was important to me to have this kind of um, family type relationship yeah. here and I feel like everyone that's here now is here for a reason and yes. we created this little family and every single one of them I love and care for and in some situations I've opened my own home for and you know we just continue to, to um, help each other out awesome go oh you about to say something <laughs> thank you I love that too okay you want to close no, want me to close? We'll edit this part out. How <sighs> do I close? We still got time on the camera? Yeah, well, it stopped and um, oh, it started sorry. right back. You can pick up. Right okay. Oh, so we, so we made sure. Oh, one. Um, so the expansion is taking place right next door, right? Yes. So, okay, we'll be for Perfect. Yeah, yes. so it'll we'll be doubling in size, and we're expecting that to be open at this point, probably about March 
uh, next year. Well, so. that's the perfect time. March, yeah, yeah right before summer. Yeah. Spring break, so that's going to be really good. Oh, yeah. Yes, Brooke's saying it's her birthday month. It's <laughs> her birthday month. Yeah. Right around spring break. Perfect time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got great student packages. <laughs> All right. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Well, perfect. Um, Iris, thank you so much for just having a conversation with us today. Um, I can't wait uh, for everyone to hear this. Um, and I know that I've taken like some little nuggets away, even, you know, I'm a new mom. I've only been a mom for six years. And so just some of the things that you said, I can apply to my life, right? And things that you've said as my sister, I can apply to my life. And so, um, you know, I'm excited for uh, people to listen to this and, and just to hear what they have to say. Is there any one lasting piece of advice you would give to a mom through any, I know I kind of put you on the spot, um, through <laughs> any mom, right? Um, to, one piece of advice that you would give to any mom um, that has really like helped you, right? Because um, you have children in different stages. And so um, one, just one piece of advice, encouraging advice. Yeah, um, I mean, as far as advice, I, I would say just don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, I mm -hmm. think we're always trying to live up to some type of standard and trying mm -hmm. to make it look like we have it all together when in most cases we don't, yeah. we're just kind of going right. by the seat of our pants. Right. But it, you'd be amazed to see um, how many people are going through the same thing mm -hmm. and, and all the way down to the very ugly of it. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Perfect. Yeah, and piggybacking on that, because I'm that type of person. I don't really like to ask for help because mm -hmm. I like things done in a certain manner, but I've learned to, like, ask for help. And I've also learned that you can't be super mom every day. Yeah. Like, taking that time out helps a lot. Absolutely. So, yeah. Got to know your limits. One day, I mean, you can't be super mom every day. Mm -hmm. So, if right. you're feeling that, then so be it. Give yourself, like, what I give myself maybe 24 hours, 48 hours, then I'm back. Yeah. Need that time to regroup. Yeah, you have to listen to your body. You've got to know when, it, when enough is enough. And That's right. Take a step back, take a breather. Yes, exactly. yes. And your kids are watching. So even if you are faking like you're having a good day, oh, they know watching. you're not. <laughs> they are, they are, they're watching. Every little move, every little thing you say, they're watching. Every yes. Yeah. Even how you breathe, so, like you said. Yeah, they, really. Honestly. <laughs> they know the side, they know the look, they know everything. Like something's going on, something's not right. Like, yes. All the emotions, they know all, all that. Yeah. So. Perfect. Well, thank you for tuning in. We're super excited to hear um, what you thought about the episode. And until next time, I am Gianni of the Mom Chronicles podcast, one of your hosts. And I'm Felicia, one of your, well, your co-hosts of the Mom Chronicles. And we have Iris here. So let us know what you think about this episode in the comments and make sure you leave us a review and share it, of course, right? This is If this helped you, it's going to just think about all the moms that it can help by you sharing it. Uh, we'll talk to you next episode.